You are listening to the Catholic Exchange Podcast. Hey guys, it's Michael Litchens from CatholicExchange.com here. We're going to be doing a very special episode today with Derek Roddy. He's an author at CatholicExchange.com, has a new book coming out with Our Sunday Visitor, and if you click the links below in the description, you'll find his YouTube channel and his website. We're doing this as a bit of a mission to let you know how you could spend your last days of Lent, and this also goes with Derek's article, There is Still Time to Redeem Your Lent, which is on CatholicExchange.com. We hope this is helpful for you. If it is, or if it isn't, go ahead and hit me up at editor at especially let me know what would help your Lent. Through audio, video, we'd like to know that. What is missing that would really help your Lent? And with that, you can hit me up at CatholicExchange.com, editor at CatholicExchange.com, or hit contact us at Catholic Exchange. Here is Derek and I talking about how you can make the best of your remaining days of Lent. Good morning, Derek. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Now, today we're talking a little bit about Lent, and there's something in your article which is called There's Still Time to Redeem Your Lent, which you all can find on CatholicExchange.com this week. You touch on something that God doesn't expect us to be perfect, and I think as we're heading towards the end of Lent, perfectionism is really a challenge right now. Do you have some advice that you may have not been able to bring up in the article for how to handle that perfectionism, thinking Lent is all or nothing? Uh, yeah, Michael, thanks for having me. Um, so the the first thing that I uh, can think of is that, um, you know, perfectionism is so rampant in our culture just generally that we, we're told from early ages and, and in so many different ways in education and, you know, in athletics and, and extracurricular activities that we... We have to be perfect, and you know the reality in our in our spiritual lives, in our in our life, in our walk with Christ is that we we will not be perfect until the very end, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know it's it's a condition of the fall, and of course, you know with just a few hundred words there in the article, I can't go into all of that, but I think <laughs> it um you know it's ingrained in our in in our culture, and we we get it in our heads and. Um, that, that we have to be perfect and we have to do it ourselves. And of course, both of those things, um, are, are antithetical to, to what Jesus came to reveal and what our church teaches. So I know that's something I definitely struggle with. And I think there is something within our culture that wants us to be like, okay, well, you do it all or nothing. You know, if you can't do it perfectly, don't. But that's not really the point of Lent is what I've been learning over the last 20, uh, nearly 20 years of being a Catholic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, our our Lord didn't come to perfect people, and He, you know, He came to to redeem us and 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 make us better. But it it it's a process, and it you know sometimes it's a painful process. But uh, you know that's the way He intends it, and it, it's going to be slow and sometimes excruciating. So we we probably just want to realize that at the beginning of of any lent and and say you know what i'm going to i'm going to i'm going to grow a little bit this year and then hopefully a little more the next year and you know god willing i'm here right you know when this podcast comes out there's going to be one week until good friday and someone's probably downloading this podcast today and going well okay but i only have this much time left can i actually still have a good productive lent in this last few days yeah, absolutely. The answer is is yes. I mean, all the all the Lord needs is a day, right? The, mm-hmm. the scriptures tell us that uh, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like a day. So, time is of no essence to God. Um, 
you know, all he needs is our is our contrite heart ready for conversion. And, um, you know, so whether it's a week or whether it's six weeks or whether it's 20 years, um, the Lord can work with that. And, uh, you know, I, I can only just tell you about myself personally, you know, as I was writing the, as I was writing the article, um, you know, I, I began to realize some things about myself that I, uh, I needed to re-examine, you know, I needed to take stock of this Lent and, and say, is there anything that hasn't been going well that I can do something different or something a little more, um, you know, a little more rigorously. And so I actually, um, added just starting yesterday, just added a, uh, you know, a little bit of a, a more rigorous spiritual discipline that, uh, that I think is, is, is going to be helpful for me in the last week and a half of Lent leading toward Easter Sunday. So yeah, absolutely. There's, there's time. There's always time with God. I mean, think of the, the good thief on the cross, right? It's, it's a last moment conversion and, you know, the Lord still welcomes him into paradise. So yes, there's always time. Or folks that are about to dive into Holy Weekend, they're looking back. Uh, and I'll, by the way, for anyone who's listening, I absolutely include myself on this list, but we're looking <laughs> back on our last few weeks going, I could have tried a little harder in Lent. What's a good practice for those of us who are trying to make the best of Oh, uh, this next coming week until we get to Easter. Um, yeah, well, you know, again, I can tell you personally, Please. mine was, um, you know, adding a, a little more rigorous, um, uh, fasting, especially with, uh, with, you know, diet. Um, I'm a, I'm an eater. I love to eat and I love to eat all sorts of junk food. And, you know, um, this Lent was not, um, you know, at the, at the outset of Lent, I didn't really give up anything food related except of course on Fridays. And, um, but, but just, I, you know, I, I realized that in my diet, um, you know, there's an opportunity for conversion there and for relying on the Lord. And so I would, um, I would recommend, uh, first of all, I, I recommend, you know, in our culture that, you know, we're so sort of food obsessed that, uh, that maybe that would be a thing, but more than that to, for everybody just to take stock of what, um, you know, what, what, what has really got a hold of them? Like food has a hold of me. And then I would also say, you know, um, the Lent is six weeks, but the Lord doesn't expect six week sacrifices every time, right? Maybe, we just say, okay, I'm going to do a week's worth here at the end, right? I'm going to take Holy Week and I'm going to make it, you know, um, a little more rigorous than the rest of Lent. And then next year, maybe we stretch it to two weeks. And then the following year, maybe it's three weeks, right? You know, we, we get stuck in this idea that, you know, I, I, I absolutely have to choose the one thing I'm going to give up for six weeks and there's nothing else that's possible um, because it's locked in like, uh, you know, a constitution or something. Right? And, yes. and that's just not... That's just not true. The Lord, I mean, we could switch such stuff out six times during Lent if it's going to help us draw closer to the Lord. So um, that would that would be my, uh, you know, my advice there. Yeah, and you mentioned taking stock both uh, today and in your article. What has been your best, what have you found the best way for you to take stock on a daily basis? What's been your best practice? Uh, yeah, no, um, I love, um, 
St. Ignatius's uh, mm-hmm. examine prayer, the examine, the consciousness examine. Um, you know, it's a, it's a little more, it's a little fuller for me than just a regular examination of conscience, which, you know, focuses on what I've, I've done wrong. But, you know, the examine may give me an opportunity to see the things that I've left undone or the things that, you know, I've done right, but, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they could be done better. And, and so there's, that's definitely the first one. I, I try as often as I can to, to get 10 or 15 minutes for an examine in, um, you know, pretty frequently. Another practice that I, um, you know, really, really love is, um, is just a daily, uh, meditation on scripture. So my wife and I read, uh, the, the daily, uh, scripture readings, the Ooh. daily mass readings every, every morning. And, you know, sometimes it's the Old Testament uh, reading that stands out to me. Sometimes it's the a line of the Psalms or sometimes it's a, a word of Jesus in the Gospels that really gives me an indication of what's been going on in my heart and in my, and in my spirit that I need to uh, either augment or I need to cut out or, you know, so, so those are probably the two most um, – fruitful and and regular spiritual practices that I have for taking stock of of my spiritual life. Absolutely. And both are great. Uh, Ignatius's examen is the few times I've been disciplined enough to really practice it daily. It's been life changing and I highly recommend it to folks, even if you can't do it consistently more than a few days, even those few days is impressive what you can do. Absolutely. Is there a particular time during the day or at night that you find best for doing an examine? For me, it's always been um, it's always been the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just I'm a morning person. I'm more mentally alert in the mornings. I've got four kids and a fifth on the way, and so by by eight thirty at night, we are dead. You know, there is mm-hmm. there is very little mental activity going on. But I will tell you, Michael, um, I have recently found out that I have a um, uh, a, a sleep apnea, so I've had oh, to no. enter in. It, it actually happened right before uh, Lent started, so this Lent has been about me sort of also integrating this into my life. Um, so I have this this machine that I have to sleep with at night, and um, you know, of course, it doesn't facilitate Netflix being on. So I um, that was also something that I gave up during during this Lent is Netflix during the weekdays. Always a great um, idea, you know. You know, just, you know, can't give it up all week, right? Got to have it on the weekend. So it was just during the week that I gave it up. So really at, at night, I've had this machine that's next to me and um, I've just laid there in the dark, right? So I've had a lot of time over this Lent at, at night as I'm trying to fall asleep to, to do my exam too. But that's been something much more recent. Usually it's in the morning and you know, I can, I, I work at a parish and so we, we are very blessed that we have a perpetual Eucharistic adoration chapel here at the parish. And so I can, you know, I can drop my kids off at the school and then I can, uh, you know, I can go into the chapel and I can spend 15 minutes or even up to an hour sometimes, um, most days of the week. And, um, you know, that, that's really, really fruitful for me to do my examine in front of our Lord there in the, in the chapel. So, oh, that's wonderful. And you mentioned your parish minister and, uh, you we can kind of joke about like, I know anyone who works at a Catholic organization is during the course of Lent, you go, well, I already have a Lenten commitment. It's called my job. And <laughs> that's completely yep. fair. Uh, but have you found like working for a Catholic organization, you do sometimes find that Lent is such a chaotic 
time that it's hard to remember, oh yeah, this is a time to slow down and quiet my mind. How have you been balancing that? You know, I'm I'm an introvert, so mm-hmm. you know, slowing down and quieting my mind just happens very naturally for me. Um you know, and I, I as I mentioned in the article, I have found myself saying, you know, I'm a parish minister, I've got enough mm-hmm. to do and uh, I don't need to do anything else. And, um, you know, I, I'll just tell you about this year. This year, I mean, I work at a, a parish that's about 1,100 families, and we are, there, there's a lot of stuff going on, and we actually have um, have have made a a new effort this year to call, call back uh, disengaged Catholics, either Catholics who have left the church or Catholics who just are kind of on the fringes and we've done a lot of we've done a lot of work with with calling those people back including things like developing a television commercial and um you know lots of lots of literature and stuff like that and and extra events and so you know there's there's been a lot going on and I you know I I certainly have to be here to direct all that and you know make sure things are um, are moving along as they should be. So what I do is, you know, I let that be, and I just know that there's a really busy season at my work, and mm-hmm. um, you know, it's it's kind of like if I were a if I were an accountant, I would just know that March and April are a really busy tax season, right? Yes. Um, but but then I, you know, I I I withdraw, and at my you know at my home and in the in the Eucharistic Adoration Chapel, I just. I take I, I take a step back and I I let the Lord tell me where He wants me to be, especially in my personal life. You know, um, you know, do I need to relate more to my wife? Do I need to relate more to my kids? Do I need to turn off Netflix? You know, um, and and so I, I it, Lent for me has become more over the years about being intentional about separating these things in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know that I can never really separate it because I'm one person and, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm working as a minister of the church and, um, but, uh, you know, to the extent that I, I have to say, you know, or, or I can't allow myself to say, well, there's a lot going on at church, so that's going to be my sacrifice. Yes. Um, you know, that, that's, that's how I kind of navigate that. So, that's a challenge not everyone will get through, but I think we all relate that, like you said, if you're an accountant, this is also an extremely crazy busy time. And it is for almost anyone. I don't know anybody who's in their 20s or early 30s who isn't working close to 50 hours a week, if not more. So I think we all relate. Yeah. And as I said in your article, you start off talking about like taking stock of your Lent and looking back. What's a way to do that without necessarily focusing on the negative, though? I think that's something, as we've talked about with perfectionism, we want to focus on what we didn't do when, in fact, we need to take stock of the things we should be doing. What's your best way to not bring yourself so down on that? Yeah. Um, Well, back to the examine prayer. Yes. Um, You know, that's, you know, that's one very uh, excellent prayer for, for drawing out where was I where was my spiritual life fruitful and where was i effective and and when we when we ponder those things for just a minute we can start to duplicate those i'll tell you about one of the the most effective um uh, examinations that i ever had was was taking the beatitudes um i took the beatitudes and and i asked where has you know where have i seen the kingdom of god where have i seen mercy where have i um you know, and I took those those fruits that Jesus listed, and and I asked myself, where have 
where have those been in my life? And if those are in my life, then I can say pretty, uh, pretty certainly that that's a positive trend, right? Yes. If it's something that I was doing, if it was something that the Lord brought in. So, you know, that, that was one that was really, really beneficial for me um, a number of years ago, and I've tried to keep doing it. You know, I love talking and writing about the Beatitudes. Um, mm-hmm. I've got a chapter in my book that's coming out about the, Beat- the life of Beatitude. And so um, that would be that would be one um, one thing is is take something like the Beatitudes and focus on those positive fruits. And then the other thing, like I mentioned in the article, is is simply to um, to take some some positive action. Mm-hmm. You know, oftentimes we we think about Lent as you know I'm giving up something. Or we think about Lent as, as, well, I'm adding a spiritual practice, okay? Maybe it's I'm going to Mass every day, or maybe I'm praying the rosary every day, or maybe I'm going to the, the Eucharistic Adoration Chapel for an extra 15 minutes every day. And all those things are fantastic. I, I love all of those things. But I also have come to, to know and realize that, you know, the, the way that we spread the gospel is by the works of mercy, you know, and Lent is as it can be as much about spreading the good news to others as it is about letting ourselves be formed in Jesus Christ. So I would say, you know, take the, you know, take a, a work of mercy over the course of Lent and just really enter in and do that. Now, it could be a spiritual work of mercy where we are, um, you know, uh, instructing the ignorant, for example. Maybe we take up a uh, tutoring, you know, at a, mm-hmm. at a local middle school or something for, for kids, you know, and we just do it for six weeks. We enter in and um, and do that for six weeks. Or maybe we do things like, you know, feeding the hungry or giving drink to the thirsty that, um, you know, are, are certainly more on the corporal side of, of the works of mercy. But I think, you know, we can just, we doing that for six weeks is a lot more manageable than, uh, uh, you know, trying to commit to doing something every month for the rest of my life, right? Oh, yes. You know, and, and, and six weeks may give us a chance to say, um, you know, well, that work of mercy, while it's great and it's it's certainly something that the Lord has, has given to us, that's not my gift. And next year I need to, to, to focus on something else. Talk about your book. This is a great time to bring that up. You have a new book coming out from I believe our Sunday visitor called The Life of Conversion, Meeting Christ in the Gospels. Can you tell us a little bit about what that book will be about? Uh, yeah, well, the title um, is very, uh, you know, very descriptive for this. Um, the book is about uh, a life of ongoing conversion. Um, conversion is the hallmark of the Christian life. In fact, we can say if we're not in a process of conversion, we are, are not Christian. Uh, from the very first moment that he um, called his disciples, he's calling them to conversion. To the very last moments, like I said about the good thief on the cross, to you know the moments after the resurrection, Jesus mm-hmm. is calling his disciples to conversion. And so conversion is something that we need to enter into uh, daily. And season after season, it's not just a one-time thing. And you know, as I was talking with the editors over there at um, at our Sunday visitor, we we all kind of acknowledged that you know the the Catholic faith. Catholics have you know it, it, they may know it intuitively, but it's not something that gets talked about a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know whether it be from the pulpit or whether it be in 
catechetical materials or whether it be, you know, just in, in articles that we read on the Internet. Um, and, and the Lord placed on my heart several years back a, you know, a, a real affinity for uh, conversion and for praying for people's conversions and praying for my own conversion first and foremost. Mm, um, and so over the course of about, uh, about four years, this kind of germinated in my, in my, in my heart. And, um, and, and I was also given an opportunity to, to lead a, a retreat for young adults um, that uh, I wanted to focus on Lexio Divina. And so what I did is I took four passages of, of Scripture and focused and, and did Lexio Divina on those passages with this group of, of young adults, and it was focused on conversion, how the, the people in these passages moved from where they were to where the Lord intended them to be. And so that was kind of the seeds of it. And then, of course, over the years, as I pray and as I think and as I talk to people, it just you know, it grows and grows and grows. So when I took the, the, um, the idea to our Sunday visitor, they were like, that's way too big. Give us about a fourth of that. Right. <laughs> right. So, um, <laughs> so, you know, it, um, it, 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 again, like I said, it's, um, it, it's, it's focused on Lexio Divina. So it, it's the fruit of my own Lexio. Um, mm-hmm. and I take about seven passages, uh, F seven episodes from the gospels, one parable and six other episodes um, and and really just dig in and talk about my own conversion story and how I see my own conversion story in these episodes of the gospel and then ask other, you know, there, there are a number of discussion questions at the end of each chapter that um, will help people to uh, help readers to um, to identify their own process of conversion. So, um, you know that's that's the book in a nutshell. I'm really excited. It's a dream come true. I, oh, sure. I hope that it's the first. I hope that it's the first of many books that uh, that I that I have the pleasure to write. Um, and uh, I just hope that you know more than anything, I hope that the book will um, will help build the kingdom of God and glorify Him in in 2019 and 2020. You know, absolutely. In a way, actually, to tie this all back into your article and your book, Lent, I think, is often seen as a process of conversion. Uh, how do you think of that way? Uh, yeah, I mean, Lent is definitely a, a season of, of metanoia, a, a, a conversion, mm-hmm. um, a season of turning. I have a, I have a good friend who um, is, is a priest, um, and he, uh, he actually read the first manuscript of my book and, you know... Um, gave some comments on it and then all of a sudden I, I see him he's got some YouTube stuff and he's got some some blog stuff and he he starts doing this um, this series on the most important word in the Bible and he says the most important word in the Bible is turn and and he's got all sorts of cool theology that goes with mm-hmm. it and, you know I, I I can't even I can't even fathom like telling you all of that here but um, you know turn. He says it's the most important word in the Bible. Turn. That's what Lent is all about. Um, is is a turning more fully to the Lord. And and of course in my book, yes, I talk about these episodes where people turn more fully to the Lord first, and then they even turn outward in mission. And and Lent can be about both of those things. We we turn toward the Lord, and then the Lord turns us outward 
to to be on mission to to go to others and you know i think as long as we keep that in mind about lent that mm-hmm. lent is going to be successful i'm i'm so uh you know i teach a lot of rcia and i make sure to tell people that uh you know lent is not about just giving up coke or chocolate or netflix or mm-hmm. you know it, 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 we have to keep this understanding of turning toward the Lord and then turning out on mission. And Lent should be the season that we're prepared to do those things. And that's a great way to really sum up Lent. That might be one of the better minute clips I've heard in how to sum up Lent. So thank you so much for that, Derek. And as we're wrapping up, I'd just love to ask this question of anyone in Lent. Are you able to tackle any spiritual reading this Lent? Oh, my. Um, Well, my, my favorite spiritual reading... Um, is the scriptures, you know, mm-hmm. so I, um, I, um, I do a lot of reading in the scriptures. Um, I'm actually preparing, I'm going to be doing a series of, um, Holy Week meditations, oh. um, just really, really short video clips, um, that are going to be on my website and on my YouTube channel, um, where I'm basically going to, going to just do like a two minute or three minute um, meditation, kind of a little fervorino um, about Holy Week from the entry into Jerusalem through through Easter Sunday. So, and that's going to be that's going to come from the scriptures. I'm going to hopefully let the Lord reveal to me what He wants to be said. Um, the other thing that I am undertaking uh, because it's been sitting on my shelf for a couple of years and I haven't gotten to it is a is a classic. Um, mm-hmm. What Jesus Saw from the Cross by A.G. Sertelanges. Um, yes. And, uh, you know, just I, I really, I, I love deep, intellectual, you know, rich um, spiritual reading. And, and this has been one that's recommended to me a couple years ago. And so I finally thought, you know, I'm going to, in the midst of my busy Lent, I'm going to take a little Holy Week retreat every day and, and, and I'm going to read maybe a chapter a day and, and just get through that. And, um, and hopefully I'll see what Jesus saw from the cross. Uh, that book is a great starting point for anyone who might be listening. It's, I would say, uh, one of the strengths of that book is even if you only get through three or four chapters, it will give you so much to think about the next mass, the next Good Friday service, whatever is going on. He just, Mm-hmm. dumps it all out on you and it's a lot to take in but it's beautiful so that's ex- i'm yeah. excited for you to be reading that i really am and for anyone else who might be tackling it uh derek if people want to watch uh, your videos and keep up with you for holy week or keep up with your writings in general what's the best way to find you uh my website uh that's www.derekrotty.com that's d-e-r-e-k-r-o-t-t-y and then from that site, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, you can find my YouTube channel, and you can follow the the blog that I have there, where I keep, you know, I I put all of the articles that I write. Mm-hmm. For example, for for Catholic Exchange, I put a little quote, and then send them to Catholic Exchange. But I write a number of other things too that you know are a little shorter or whatever. And um, so I've got my blog. I've got information about my book. I've got the the, the social media. Uh, links there as well. So that's going to be the best way to find them. DerekRoddy.com. Great. And we'll put those links up on CatholicExchange.com. So if you're listening while driving, as I always say, please don't look yet. But wait till you get home and go to CatholicExchange.com and we'll have all those links for you. Uh, Derek, thank you so much for joining us, for writing that article and giving people some really positive encouragement for this end of Lent, especially for those of us who need a little encouragement. 
And thanks for joining us to talk about it. I hope this podcast helps many people out there. Yeah, it's my pleasure to write and my pleasure to be on the on the podcast here. And that was, once again, Derek Roddy. Derek is a fantastic author. You should really follow him. His YouTube videos are simple, but they get right to the point, and he has a lot of wisdom to share. If you have any questions for me or for Derek, any ideas you'd like us to cover on future articles, future podcasts, email us, editor at catholicexchange.com, or you can talk to us on Facebook, Twitter, I think we're on Instagram now. Find us anywhere you want. Let me know what you would like for the remaining days of Lent, and we'll do what we can. Thank you. God love you all. Have a great week.